Well, the Cleveland Browns are either in trouble or they're having a great Monday. It's one of the two, right? Because they are in a little <laughs> bit of trouble potentially with an investigation going on around some Hugh Jackson uh, tanking payment allegations. They also extended Denzel Ward, though, making him the highest paid cornerback. And we've got some USFL talk as well, all on today's episode. Can't stop us. Locked. Oh, can't do it. You can't stop it. I know you want us to stop, but it's not happening. It's all on today's episode of Locked in NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? It is the Locked On NFL podcast, and it is Tuesday. Thank you so much, as always, for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. Or I guess it's Monday, but it's Tuesday's episodes. But as you know, you've got on these Tuesday episodes Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, the daily host over at Locked On Vikings, and myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola, daily host over at Locked On Saints. We appreciate you so much for being here with us, whether you're watching live Monday night or you're listening later. We appreciate you very, very very much for being here and making us a part of your day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Luke, big news coming out of the Cleveland Browns. Take your pick, obviously, in terms yeah. of the big, big pieces that have come out there. But I think that the headline here is that there are all of these Hugh Jackson allegations that came up and then were kind of recanted shortly thereafter. But the, it seems like there's going to be a bit of an investigation going on here for the Cleveland Browns, who maybe are self-sabotaging themselves at this point with the amount of bad news right, that they've been connecting themselves with. Right. There's a ton going on here. How do you feel about this whole tanking situation if this were to come out as true, that they did actually have some uh, incenti- incentives for not performing at the top of their game? Yeah, and that's obviously all like this allegation, who he, should, he said, he said, kind of whatever, but... It's it is interesting for as re- reprehensible as their offense offseason has been. They probably are going to have the highest Super Bowl odds they've had since I don't know the eighties. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but look, it if it's not expressly forbidden in the rules um, in the NFL rules to lose on purpose and. Paying somebody per loss feels like it's a lot easier to prohibit than like, did you lose on purpose? And I get right. the the argument that comes. Of, well, you know, if you lose and you get a higher draft pick and that's going to be better, you know, why why go six and 10 when you could go three and 13 and get Trevor Lawrence? I, I get it. It shouldn't be allowed. The, the, right. the game is better when everybody tries to win. And the point of this is to have a better game. Um, I have always kind of thought that even if it is allowed, it's not the best way forward because it's it's easier to turn a six and ten team into a contender than it is to turn a three and thirteen team. The three and ter- thirteen team is worse. You have to add more players to it, and while right. you have more resources, you have to successfully turn more of those resources into something good. And there's more points of failure to that, and that means that you're not you you have a lower chance of actually building a contender. That's why the Lions are drafting top five every year instead of turning all those top five draft picks into a contender. Um, but I got my lions dig in, but <laughs> a tradition like none other. <laughs> even, even granting that tanking works, which I don't think it does, but even if I grant you that it does, it shouldn't be allowed. It sucks mm-hmm. losing a, it, when you are a fan of a team and you pay to go watch that team or you, you know, you, you turn it on on TV, you buy tickets, you deserve to see two competitive teams trying right. to beat each other. Um, and if, if the dolphins and the Browns, 
undid that, then mm-hmm. I think absolutely Cole Cole uh, in the chat says tanking should never be allowed, much less encouraged. Absolutely. Get that out of here. Mm-hmm. Find the Browns whatever draft picks you want. And I, I say, yeah, to hell with them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where like we're so fixated on this idea of we have to protect the integrity of the game, the integrity of the game, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, that's not really a hard and fast rule, right? Like you're just kind of at that point, maybe trying to guilt people into uh, playing along in that way. But if there's nothing out there that specifically says that, hey, this is something that can actually happen. And whether you make a rule about it or not, uh, a part of it is holding teams accountable when there is evidence that it happens. So if they find evidence, hopefully Mm -hmm. this is the thing that maybe sets the precedent to get rid of all of that, to kind of issue it finally and get it out of the way. Um, It wasn't all bad for the Cleveland Browns. So whether strategically planned or completely coincidental, before the news about the allegations that Hugh Jackson made on Twitter, doesn't he make those allegations on Twitter, by the way? I, well, he also filed, he joined in the lawsuit with Brian Flores. With Brian I Flores, believe. Right, right, right. Yeah, so there's there's court documents to all this and stuff, and there'll be discovery and, stuff and depositions or whatever they need to do, which is going to be where the real interesting stuff comes out. Right. Um, but, I mean, he did, like, tweet out, <laughs> he kind of spilled the beans and then he had to recant it really quick but yeah. that, that's enough to spur an investigation yeah he responded to somebody's tweet who said Jimmy Haslam wasn't offering $100,000 per loss or Hugh should be on the Forbes list to which he responded trust me it was a good number so uh, <laughs> which is that'll that'll do it and yeah. that was by the way that's not new info that was back February 1st when all of yeah. the Stephen Ross Brian Flores lawsuit stuff right. was coming out right. Um, that has had quite the impact on the league, this thing already. Uh, but yeah, that is, so that's, that's not new, but it's important to like, this is why they're opening an investigation. It just kind of takes the league a long time to process stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So before that news broke about the investigation Mm -hmm. being opened up against the Cleveland Browns, we got different news from the Cleveland Browns. And again, whether planned as a strategic PR move or whether completely coincidental, news broke of uh, Denzel Ward being made the highest paid cornerback in NFL history, a new five-year $100.5 million contract with over $71 million guaranteed. I believe it's over 40 some odd million dollars fully guaranteed as well. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy that they drafted back in that 2000. 2018 draft class, same draft class as Baker Mayfield, actually, now that I think about it, Mm -hmm. everything. And then you get into all of these other pieces. Um, Denzel Ward has been a a very good corner when healthy and has been one of the top players on that Cleveland Browns defense. How does this impact the Cleveland Browns to have him locked down as they move forward into 2022, hopefully being competitors? Yeah, it's... If they're, yeah, if they're going to try to be competitors at the cost of their morals, right? Right, like, right. Because you, you also keep guys have the Deshaun in. Watson situation around all this too. Yeah. And and I think there's a bigger conversation to be had that I want to talk to you about, about like, ex, like what, as we get to the draft too, because mm-hmm. the Browns spent a top five pick on a cornerback and now they're spending cornerback money on a cornerback. And how do you maneuver that? But I think we all agree, generally, Denzel Ward is worth the extension, right? He's yeah. he's one of those corners to me that you don't hear about for the best reason. Yeah. That is... Yeah. So, yeah, that that is, I think, the headline here. But there's a more interesting value conversation, I guess, that you and I can have that's more up our alley, I guess. Um, but first things first, I want to talk to you about something that I have recently added to my diet, 
that is, uh, I feel great. It's wild. AG1 by Athletic Greens. Um, it is a scoop of stuff. You mix it with water or whatever. And it has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that helps your gut health. Now, gut health is like kind of a new science that we're finding out a lot about how much that can help you um, if you are trying to stick to a diet or if you're just trying to be healthy and the, the, the flora in your gut, how much that affects other parts of your health you wouldn't even know like you would never think that it affects. Um, but really, the, the story here is that the founder of Athletic Greens was experiencing a ton of gut health issues and had to take this crazy supplement regimen to keep it up. And it was like $100 a day. It was insane. Um, and so he created Athletic Greens to try to find a cheaper way to get all the stuff he needed without having to take 10,000 pills every morning. So uh, AG1 by Athletic Greens is the pros, uh, is the the product. To make it easy, Athletic Greens can give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Love that. I also want to talk to you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I also want to talk to you guys about betting. You can bet on stuff in the draft, like who the first round pick will be. There was a time when Aiden Hutchinson was like minus 300 favorite to go one overall. Now we're thinking maybe it's Trevon Walker. Now there's a little steam elsewhere. It's really fun in a year where you don't know who the first overall pick is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like last year we had Trevor Lawrence and we knew it was him. It was and it's so like, you can't clear. bet on that. Right. You can bet on it. You can find that kind of stuff at bet online. You can bet on anything too. basketball playoffs. Hockey playoffs are coming on soon. Uh, you can bet on baseball games, golf, tennis, MMA. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games. You can build weird parlays with their uh, player props builder. I know y'all are into that. I'm really into the live betting apparatus. I like betting in the middle of a game, feeling out the flow of a game. So whatever you want, you can find it at betonline.net where the game starts. And we appreciate you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day here on the podcast as well as over on YouTube. I want to tell you real quick a little bit about our NFL draft programming that we have going on. A ton of fun. So we got a bunch of stuff. So right now on the Locked On NFL podcast as well as over in the Ultimate NFL Mock Draft 2022 podcast feed, you can find our Ultimate Mock Draft, which includes selections from all of our local experts in the 32 first round selections, as well as the first picks from all of those teams that select outside of the first round with uh, input from guys like, oh, I don't know, a Hall of Famer and three-time Super Bowl champion Michael Irvin, for instance, who's going to be talking about a lot of the DBs, a lot of the wide receivers, all that, as well as former NFL linebacker Mark Herzlick, who's a part of all that, too. So there's a ton of great stuff over there. That's premiering all throughout this week, as well as on Monday. And then next week, here on the Locked On NFL YouTube page, which you might be watching live, you might be watching later, that will be, uh, we'll have our three days of live NFL draft coverage coming from our studios in Dallas. So lots of really, really great Great stuff going on there, starting an hour before night one. Now, we're talking about the draft. We're going to have three days of live draft coverage. We have the ultimate mock draft, but is the draft really the best place for some of these teams, depending upon how they utilize it? So we had started to have this conversation um, here a second ago about Denzel Ward. 
And I cover a team that presently right now is sort of using the NFL draft as a means of cost control. So instead of giving money out on the open market for players that are either in free agency or even retaining players, the Saints letting Marcus Williams go to Mm -hmm. Baltimore, for instance, on a five-year big deal, they're turning to the draft so that they can start to cost control and work their way back to a more, uh, let's just say, less maneuver necessary uh, salary cap situation, right? So is that really- <laughs> you mean you're trying to get out of the insane debt that Mickey Loomis, the They're trying nation's to make some worth adjustments. of debt. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, the eighth, eighth highest. This small <laughs> country's GDP worth of debt. <laughs> that there, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now, you know, you're starting to see some of these teams that are paying their talent, like we saw with Denzel Ward, who- you know, like we said, it deserves every bit of that money, right? 74 career uh, uh, um, uh, NFL pass rating allowed when targeted. He's got, I think it's uh, 10 interceptions on his career with only 14 touchdowns allowed, but he's got 31 pass breakups as well. So he makes a ton of plays. He obviously is playing that position. It's why he got top cornerback money. Uh, so is that the better route to go to use the draft to keep yourself from having to spend money out on the open market or in terms of retaining players? Uh, to me, that is exchanging one currency for another. I've been talking mm. about this on Lockdown mm-hmm. Vikings a lot, um, but it's it's like putting all your money into Bitcoin and then spending that on a giraffe or something, and then <laughs> telling the IRS that you didn't spend any money. This I didn't month spend any money because because <laughs> all you spent was Bitcoin. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just two different kinds of currency and it's mm-hmm. it's all a resource management game right it's, it's right. i have you know this many draft picks and i'm given this much money every year to work with and here are my avenues through which to do it and i need to turn it into the best team i can right that's that's the whole deal yeah. and i think too often we get wrapped up in trying to make that perfectly efficient rather than trying to make that the best roster possible mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people looked at that Denzel Ward extension um, as like, they, they've like talked themselves into it, into a bad thing. I'm going to call out by name. I'm going to call out uh, Kevin Cole at PFF who had this, mm-hmm. this take. Um, and I think it's, it's, I get what he's saying. And his, his take is basically like, look, they spent a top four pick on a premium position and now they have to pay that premium position, premium money. And so that rookie contract didn't save the money that you usually have. You usually can because they had they, like, because of the way the math works out. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, the only way to make that untrue is to take a quarterback. So if you take a quarterback um, in the first round and you get that four years of that beautiful quarterback on a rookie deal thing, right? You're saving so much money. Right. This dude should cost $30 million and I'm paying him a rookie deal. In the top five, those rookie deals are actually significant enough, um, mm-hmm. but they're still saving a ton of money. But if you take, uh, for an extreme example, take a slot corner in the first round in the top five, right? Mm-hmm. Well, most slot corners make like a million, a million and a half dollars. You're still paying that guy more than you usually would pay a slot corner. So you're not saving right. money and you're spending a premium pick on it, right? Mm-hmm. But where Kevin Cole took it like in, a, in another direction where it's like, and now that you have to pay him, it's actually like a bad spot. It's they shouldn't have taken, you know, and it's like they shouldn't have, have done this. Um, but here's the deal. If you told me, if I picked fourth overall uh, in this draft, and you told mm-hmm. me that I was going to pick Sauce Gardner, and he was going to play for my team, be a starter, and then he was going to 
uh, later get a market rate extension for five years and everyone would agree that he deserves it. Even, I mean, Kevin Cole's point is not that Denzel Ward doesn't deserve this no, extension, no, no. that he's not good enough for anything. It's more about like positional value and trying to be a perfectly efficient with it. But he's so worried about being efficient that he forgot about being good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's where that's where it loses me. Yeah. Um, and that, so, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, that makes a ton of sense. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, and, and it so... The fact is that he's good and you've got a good player. And that because what we we, we can't take for granted that that fourth overall pick is going to turn into a good quarterback or a good mm-hmm. slot corner or a good whatever, you know, and we're saving money. But did we make the worst team? The point is to make a good team, not to make a perfectly cost efficient one. Yeah, I think that that's the thing for me, too, is that very likely, like if you're using a premier selection like that, a top NFL selection or a top NFL draft selection to um to pick a premium position that's not quarterback, usually you're doing that because you're already set at quarterback. And that might not have been the truth for the Cleveland Browns come this offseason, but certainly was where they thought they were headed. So it made a lot of sense for them to make that selection. And so I think I look at this as like you talked about the exchange of currency. And there's a built-in mechanism in the NFL that enforces this as well, the compensatory pick formula, Mm -hmm. right? You lose a free agent, but if you don't sign one, to a, you know, uh, you, or you sign one to a lower contract and then somebody else gets signed away to a lower contract. You don't sign somebody to another comparable contract. You might get a third round pick, which pans out sometimes, right? And so there mm. is also it's a this resource. other piece. Yeah. yeah, there is this other piece mechanism within the NFL that also enforces that. And some teams like the New England Patriots, for instance, eat off of compensatory selections, right? Like, I mean, they don't really use them well. They go back to back at 91 and 101 at tight ends for whatever reason in the 2020 NFL draft. But when it comes down to what they usually try to do to, I just, I remember it vividly and being very confused. Uh, But, you know, you see that. And then you also see them wait until after the draft to sign some of these marquee free agents that are left out there. Something that I still think they have the opportunity to do again this year, because then they come out of the compensatory formula, right? So they're no longer compensatory free agent additions. So you have this sort of mechanism within the NFL that also reinforces this behavior of, oh, but if we can hit the draft selection, which is way more volatile than paying the proven commodity, then we don't have to pay the proven commodities and we have more money to spend on proven commodities. It all kind of just mm-hmm. goes circular for me. And it's it's kind of a strange way to think about it. I think that I look at a team like the Los Angeles Rams, who I've commended before in terms of their roster building approach of, they hit on those draft selections at really, really important positions, including cornerback, which actually they ended up doing via a trade, but they solidified all of those pieces and then landed some cornerstones for their defense in terms of pass rush, in terms of even on the offensive side with Cooper Cup, for instance. And so they they did all of that with new acquisitions of rookie contracts, but then went to the open market to pay sort of these mercenary one-year deals as while being able to also invest in players long-term. So they've sort of found a way to check all of the boxes as opposed to try to supplement one with the other. Right. And, and if you can find a way to use a draft pick to save more money than that draft pick would be worth, that's great. Um, but when it comes to the rookie contract thing, especially at cornerback, you know, having a cornerback on a high top five rookie contract saves you. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. Just call it $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. And if that saves you, is, is $10 million worth a top four pick to save? It, are we thinking about it this the right way? You know right. what I mean? Um, so if you wanted to save more money than that, like, are we thinking about it the right way? I'll, I'll leave it with this. I'll, I'll channel my inner Quasi Adolfo Mensa, who's Wall Street dude, right? He's a he's an investment 
guy, a commodities trader. And as a commodities trader, if you go up to anybody in Wall Street and you ask them how, what percentage of their portfolio is liquid, how much liquid cash they have, mm-hmm. if they're doing a good job, it's none. Everything should right. be in something. So yep. when to, to tie this into the tanking and the Browns thing and all that stuff, you don't want to just uh, compile liquid assets. You got to have it tied up in something. And then maybe you can take that out and turn it into something else, you know, trade a guy for other picks or do like the Marcus Williams thing and let him go get mm-hmm. your compensatory picks. You can do that stuff, but you should always, you, sh- you should never just be sitting on liquid assets. It's just not a good way to, uh, right. to, to trade. In fact, you should be $70 million over with all of your liquid assets at all times. That's how the Trumps got rich. Let's talk about your car. <laughs> uh, if you don't want, if you, speaking of things that are difficult to afford, car maintenance can be tough, but let me help you out with it. So if you need to fix your car, if you're a do-it-yourself or go to rockauto.com, enter your make, your year, and your model, make sure you're getting something compatible with your car, and they will basically send you something like from those manufacturers so you can cut out middleman of a brick-and-mortar auto shop going to the counter, asking if they have it. They have to ship it in a week or so. Um, you can cut out all that hassle, gets delivered right to your door, and you can use it. If you're not a do-it-yourselfer and you're a regular person who's not like a total black thumb, um, go to a mechanic, tell them, they'll tell you what repairs you need, order that part, and then just be like, hey, I'll just pay you for the labor, and you we'll probably be able to save a buck that way. So why spend 30, 50, even 100% more? Because that is what they are going to upcharge you because they know you don't know how much the scrap costs. So why let them take advantage of you? Rock Auto is going to take care of you. They are a family company. They've been doing this online for 15 years and they are going to take care of you. So whatever you end up buying at rockauto.com, make sure in the How You Heard About Us section that you let them know that Locked On sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Continuing on and wrapping up this edition, this Tuesday edition of Locked on NFL, Luke Braun, Ross Jackson. We are here. And Luke, uh, it was sloppy, but it was exciting. Spring football is back. The USFL kicked off. Mm-hmm. We have some winners in the Stallions, Gamblers, the New Orleans Breakers, a little hair toss for you there, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Bandits as well. Uh, I thought it was a fun and exciting weekend of football. Great to see some of the kind of... Um, uh, uh, innovations that they're doing. There's a drone on the field at all times, which is super dope, and a, a, a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff going on uh, all throughout. It, not a a huge swing in rules or anything like that. And it was sloppy football because, you know, you got, what, three weeks to prepare to go out there and you have some quarterbacks that can't read defenses. <laughs> a lot of blown <laughs> protections. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of things. But it's great to see spring football back. It's great to see the USFL back for the first time since, what was it, 1984 when they went under? Mm-hmm. And Sam Mills and all these other guys poured into the NFL. And so Doug I, I thought it was Doug Flutie as well, of course. Um, so a lot of really exciting stuff, a lot of really good stuff coming out of football this weekend. But you've got two guys that are like on your radar as players mm-hmm. that maybe fans might want on their teams after the first weekend of action. Yeah, so look, if you're watching the USFL, you either have a team you're into, like if you're a New Orleans person, you root for the Breakers. You are just uh, like me, and you're just a total sicko that's obsessed with football and will take whatever you can get. Um, or you have a favorite team, and you're trying to scout and see who's out there. So for those third group of people, two names that stand out, go watch the next New Orleans Breakers game and watch Devin Bellamy. He's an edge oh. rusher, and he made that tackle's life hell. That was a dominant performance. I haven't seen domination like that since Miles Garrett went up against Rashad Hill in week four of 2021. It was disgusting. 
Whoa. Um, like that dude was on his butt. He was chasing the whole time, and he totally broke the game for the for the Philadelphia Stars. And yeah. the other guy is on the Tampa Bay Bandits. I want to say real quick, David uh, Devon Bellamy, Davin Bellamy, excuse me, three sacks and six total tackles in that game. By the way, three sacks in that game. Yeah, and a lot of pressures and running around and sacks that turned into someone else's sacks. Right. Um, just lived in the backfield. And the other guy plays for the Tampa Bay Bandits, who played on Monday night after a weather delay. Uh, Cheyenne O'Grady, who got, you might have yeah. the stats in front of you, like six catches or something like that, mm-hmm. for the Bandits. And he was a, a really versatile player. And that's the kind of thing that can end up making a team at the next level um, is somebody who is able to be on the field every play because he can block and also be an outlet and be um, a, a deep threat. And he was kind of able to contribute in every part of the field. And that's the kind of things that coaches are going to look at to find somebody who actually like can contribute. Ross, you're muted. My bad. That's a rookie mistake. Um, <laughs> that was a show. That was a I'm USFL. leaving this in on the podcast, too. Oh, please do. Please do. That was a USFL <laughs> moment for me right there. I only had three weeks to prep, right? Um, Chad O'Grady <laughs> finished, with, finished with eight total catches. He got two more catches after we started recording while they were just running out the clock at that point with a 17-3 to win oh my goodness. for those bandits. Uh, so uh, eight catches for 86 yards, including a long of 24. 11 targets. No other player on that bandits team with more than five targets. So he, he was, as you said, in the entire offense for the uh, yeah. Tampa Bay Bandits. And remember, he came in to that 2020 class that included guys like Okwebanam as well as a few others that were out there that, you know, was uh, 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 Josiah DeGuara and a few and, – and those David Asiasi, Cole Komet, for instance. Those guys – Adam are, Troutman, oh, Adam your guy. Adam Troutman, of course. Yes, the subject of the greatest day three trade – Two yeah, teams have the, ever made. When the Saints <laughs> traded away their entire day three's <laughs> worth of selections just to get up, and to then traded back in at the end of that seventh round, Tommy Stevens to, to spite the Panthers. That's right. That's right. Just just because just the Panthers the wanted him, <laughs> yep. just for the heck of it. <laughs> and Deep so, you know, look, that's absolutely right. So I'm going to miss the pettiness, but I hope that it's still yeah. going to be around. Uh, but he was a part of that that tight end uh, class that he he ended up going undrafted though. Cheyenne O'Grady did to the Cincinnati mm. Bengals. The Bengals, of course, loaded up at tight end. They you know had these guys. They brought in Thaddeus Moss soon after, but then they had C.J. Ozama. They of Oof. course had um, uh, um, uh, Travis Kelsey for a little. Was it Travis Kelsey? No, um, oh that's gosh, a di- much was- different guy. Yeah, who was the the great tight end that they had? They had a great tight end over there that I've now forgotten. Doesn't matter. He ended up getting buried behind all of these guys and ended up um, being in a situation to where he just didn't really have a job anymore. And now he gets an opportunity here at the USFL, which I imagine is what this is kind of all about, right? So it's great. Right, yeah, it's it's about second chances. and But then you have these guys that always show up in the spring leagues, like these, these this Luis Perez is playing again. He plays for mm-hmm. the New Jersey Generals. Yep. Um, you have guys like Jordan Ta'amu, who looks fantastic. He looks like yeah, by he far had an away. Stint for a little and in XFL, he was a Battlehawks quarterback. Right. And then I believe he eventually lost his job to Taylor Heineke, who is now who started for the Washington Commanders. So like, right. yeah, um, that is... I think where where it's at, and if you're looking for like an interesting quarterback flyer, I think Tom is your guy. He's kind of shown that he has it in a few of these spring leagues, and he has, I think, at least a shot to go see if he can't knock up job or something, kind of pull a PJ Walker. But he looked really, really fantastic in his debut. Yeah, no, I thought he was great. I mean, he looked way better 
than the uh, New Orleans Breakers quarterback who uh, had some trouble. Let's just say had some trouble. <laughs> Tyler yeah. Croft, by the way, is the uh, is the tight end that I was trying to remember oh, in Cincinnati. He was wow, the one that yeah. took over uh, soon after. Of course, Tyler Eifert was out. The Tyler day, Eifert, so. yeah, who couldn't mm-hmm. who couldn't stay healthy, right? Yeah, so. yeah. We won't talk about Kyle Sloter here on this show. Not on. Ugh. Not me. Up, but I'll tell you, defense and special teams, defense and special teams all over the place. Doesn't it? It feels like every kickoff is going to be broken. Like it feels like every kickoff right, return they're is all, going back to the house. Because they get so many more of them are returned because of different rules and the way that they set up their mm-hmm. kickoffs, which is, I think, also modeled a little bit after the XFL, which tweaked stuff about the kickoff to try to prevent injuries without um, losing returns. Because that's what the NFL right. did was basically like, we'll just make them all touchbacks. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, should be really cool stuff. Yeah, looking forward to a second week, maybe a little bit more of a polished product. We know the XFL is also on its way back. Uh, Fan-controlled football is still on and running. How about Terrell Owens mm-hmm. at 48 years old catching a touchdown pass in fan-controlled football? How great is that? Zappers legend, seven oh, on seven. It. Let's go. <laughs> the only the only active pro football Hall of Famer anywhere in any football organization. That's right. That's right. Pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Terrell Owens out there making dreams. Don't give up on your dreams, kids or 48-year-olds. Don't yeah. give up. Men. <laughs> All right, look, everybody go check check out the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast. This is you got there's nothing more here. Go check that out. Check out the <laughs> Ultimate Mock Draft. Go subscribe to it on YouTube where we'll do live draft show and stuff like that. Go check all of that stuff out. Uh, for Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. Um, we'll see you all tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast, of course. Uh, until then, take care. <laughs>